Hi, I'm Ann DeLisi. And I'm Chef James Regato. And in episode seven of Essential Cooking, we mark Julia Child's 108th birthday. We're going to start by talking about, I would call Julia Child an icon, right? I think that's fair. It's, it's fair <laughs> to call her that, yeah. So Julia Child would have been 108 years old tomorrow, so she's got a birthday tomorrow. And according to PBS, who ran her TV shows for a while, Julia Child revolutionized American cuisine through her French cooking school, award-winning cookbooks, and world-renowned television programs by presenting an approachable version by, of, of sophisticated French cooking to her eager audiences for decades. That's really what what she really did. She made it yeah, absolutely. so unintimidating suddenly. Well, I think there was also the book, which was you know brilliant, but also the TV show too. So, I mean, it just was you know four decades of just dominance in American kitchens. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. So Julia Child was six feet tall. She had kitchens that were made specifically to accommodate her height. Yeah. I think six six two, right? Six two. Six two. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Even more. And she apparently played a lot of golf. And as they mentioned in the film, you know, Julie and Julia, where Meryl Streep played her so brilliantly, um, she actually did do administrative work for spies. She wanted she was a patriot and she wanted to serve her country. And that's what she ended up doing, which is pretty crazy. So the first French meal she had was at a restaurant called La Coronne, and it was the oldest restaurant in France, and Julia Child has referred to it as the most important meal of her life, which begs the question for you. Oh, wow, yeah. What is the the most important uh, meal that you think you had that changed your life? Well, when I was 21, I went to Charlie Trotter's in Chicago and got the full tasting menu and the beverage pairing and the full tour, and that was really the first time that I saw a meal, you know, as, as a as storytelling, you know, and, and how wine connects. And it felt like that trip kind of around the world and the history of food, which obviously a lot of chefs attempt to do, but it was, you know, it's your first time getting that kind of experience. So maybe I've had better physical meals, but you only get that like one first time, you know? And I think that, yeah, for me, it was Charlie Trotter. Definitely. Do you remember what you ate that night? I have the menu framed. So it's really, like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I mean, I just like the, the talent pool that he had in his kitchen was really impressive. I mean, a lot of chefs that have restaurants now, you know, were, were, were came to that kitchen. Was John Vermiglio? Well, Vermig- Vermiglio was, a, you know, he, he was, I, he was not a chef in that kitchen. He was, a, I think he was a lowly Comey. I think he did a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, prep for the private catering and stuff. But John Shields, who's at Smith, which is one of the best restaurants in Chicago, was in that kitchen uh, as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of great chefs in Chicago still that came through Trotters. That's pretty great. Well, Julia Child enrolled in a professional cooking school, Le Cordon Bleu, and it was, she was completely out of place there, so it seems. I mean, all these chefs were there. I think it was all men, too. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, being an American and then being a woman, you know, two strikes when you go over there as a, <laughs> as a, as a chef in the 50s and 60s, I imagine. Um, so she goes through this school, and really she didn't know much about cooking before then. I mean, she was into her 30s, I think, by the time she actually went to this, this cooking school. Um, and it changed her life. And the funny thing she said about this was, um, I found a real and satisfying profession which will keep me busy, we- busy well into the year 2000, which is just an incredible thing to hear her say then that she knew decades yeah, later that did. this was going to be her life. And it actually <laughs> it did. Actually did. <laughs> she also didn't think she was going to make very much money. Apparently she thought they were going to live really, really simply. Yeah. And her book was never going to go anywhere, yeah, and so, which I think is so incredible. So she did do an incredible book. Yeah, and you know, Mastering the Art of French Cooking was published in 19- 1961, 
and uh, she'd worked on it for nine years, which blew my mind to find out. That's nine a, years. A, a long time. But I, I guess it, it, it's it's proof that why it's still around. You know, and I mean, she really, I think that's what was so great about her show was that you kind of watch her make mistakes and kind of be right. silly. And it, it demystified cooking, but also made it feel approachable because she wasn't, you know, so stern. It felt fun to watch her cook. And, uh, and then she did a few revisions to the book, especially um, in 1983 with the food processor coming out. Um, and then in, in 2003 for the 40th anniversary. But the food processor, you know, she had to basically re- revisit the whole book because obviously you're not, you know, you're not just using a knife now. Now you have an incredible tool, which obviously all chefs know as the RoboCoop or as the, as the food processor. During our conversation, we also talked about Julia Child's television career and her relationship with Chef Jacques Pepin. And this is a quick clip of the famous theme song that she used. And this is pretty funny. You know, as James mentioned, you know, she was really quite casual about being and didn't take this too seriously. She wasn't too fussy about anything. And this is just a quick clip to give you an idea of what some of those shows sounded like. Celebrate 75 years of public radio in Detroit with WDET. As our spring fundraiser commences, let's unite to support what makes Detroit unique. 75 years of people-powered radio. Invest in WDET's next chapter at WDET.org or tap Donate in the mobile app. We're roasting Miss Chicken. Now, one thing I think a lot of people are just so scared of any recipe they see that says sugar syrup or caramel. They say, no, I won't do anything like that. For instance, you've got to have developed what the French call je m'en foutisme, or I don't care what happens, the sky can fall and omelets can go over all over the stove. I'm going to learn. I shall overcome that sort of woman's liberation and... I mean, everything like that. If you're not going to be ready to fail, you're not going to learn how to cook. That's what that little lecture is all about. Bon appétit. So there is. (laughs) She's so so great. So perfect. (laughs) She's so great. So Julia Child uh, was born uh, tomorrow in 1912. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday (laughs) to Julia Child. So we're going to talk a little bit more about her. So she was a knife freak. She had tons of them. They determined that she had so many knives and she had used them all and she loved to have like big things. Yeah. She was a big person, I guess. She <laughs> wanted to have like big things, which I thought was so incredible. But one of the things that I wanted to talk with you, James, is about her incredible relationship with Jacques Pepin, who you are a huge fan of. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Julia Child is, is amazing. But for me, even today, I really follow Jacques Pepin in his videos and his books and everything he's done. I mean, there's a reason why he appears in like every season of Top Chef as a judge. And I can tell you that on the show that that's the the one judge that everyone kind of like is like is so excited for, but also dreads because if you disappoint Jacques Pepin, it's like you just you did know. you get to meet him when no, you no I didn't and I was already yeah. kicked off you were <laughs> off I wasn't show. good enough to meet him but I mean honestly I, I'm grateful because had I disappointed him I don't think I'd be over it still <laughs> he's just he, and he's so sweet I do have a uh, a print of one of his paintings because he does paintings now as he gets older right um, but yeah he's if you ever need to know anything about cooking I suggest googling Jacques Pepin and whatever term you're looking for artichokes butchery, whatever it is, look up anything Jacques Pepin does and you'll, you'll, you'll find success. Why is he so good? You know, he's just, he's just never stopped. I mean, he grew up in kitchens and he's always wanted to be transparent and open to the public. He's never been like a secretive person. He's always been, obviously that was his partnership with Julia Child. They're very similar, but I mean, he's just been in front of an audience making food and, and demystifying for decades. And he has a book, The Apprentice, not the TV show. This is obviously before that, but it's a it's a it's like a memoir, which is fantastic. So yeah, he's just he's just all been about the real craft of cooking and opening doors for people and showing you how to 
how to break down an artichoke the proper way. And and uh, he's just he's a saint. He's a patron saint of food. Well, he met Julia Child and they met in France and she was, I think, about 20 years older than he was at the time. And they both sort of spoke the, the same language. Yeah, but definitely. he talks about how they used to fight and, like, not talk for a couple <laughs> days because they would argue about things. And when you watch them on television, you can tell that she's, like, the boss. You're kind of, yeah. like, telling them all the things that she wants to do and everything. And he talked about how she never catered to the um, the sponsors. And he tells a story about one time Land Lakes was a sponsor. So they were going to make, like, a... Um, a galette, and yeah. then they were gonna. He was. He said, "Oh, well, I'm gonna use the extra dough, and I'll make like a chicken pot pie or whatever." And she's like, "Okay, but I want to make my own dough." And he's like, "All right." So it's just five minutes before they go on the yeah. air, and Landa Lakes is the sponsor, and she goes to make her her you know her dough, and she says. I'm going to use Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 great. Great he job. Said, he said she would just not kowtow to the sponsors yeah. at all. And she's like, I'm using Crisco. And that's what she ended up using. And so I have this little clip that just really, it's a typical show with Jacques Pepin and um, Julia Child. And just to show this incredible relationship that went on for years and what they sounded like working together. Now we're going to do a wonderful Mediterranean type fish soup. And this is the kind of a soup that you can make anywhere in the country, even in Kansas City. And so any place that you can get some fish, or you can yeah. even make it and put potatoes in rather than fish. It's the principle that counts. Even with salmon, right? Yes, because we happen to have some. So we start with olive oil on that one. Mm-hmm. All right. So some scallion. Scallions aren't usual in a traditional soup like this, but you don't need to be traditional. No. The thing is to make a wonderful we soup. We will put some onion, garlic in have, there. And proportions aren't very important either. That's probably about half a big onion. And here's some garlic. This is, we're beginning to smell Mediterranean. It smells like this, the streets of Marseille. Well, I'm going to cut some tomato for you there. And You're on not that... going to seed them or anything. No, I would... So that's what it sounded like when the two of them cooked together. They were just like simpatico, and um, watching them together was really beautiful. Yeah, I always think of him on TV and his voice. It reminds me of almost like Bob Ross. I kind of like, if I need to like, you know, not stress <laughs> or, or get some sleep and I'm, I'm all wound up, I'll put on... Uh, Jacques Pepin videos and just like I mean it's just so therapeutic well that He's voice the Bob of Ross course of cooking. <laughs> <laughs> it's about cooking. Yeah. so we have a few quotes from Julie Child that we wanted to read to you this is the one of the quotes she said I was 32 when I started cooking up until then I just ate <laughs> not it's, a bad way to go yeah she says it's so beautifully arranged on the plate you know someone's fingers have been all over it some people like to build boats in the basement I like to do things to food and being tall is an advantage, especially in business. People will always remember you. And if you're in a crowd, you'll always have some clean air to breathe. <laughs> I just love her. So anyway, happy birthday, Julia Child. Julia Child's curiosity and love of food still permeates the culinary world and home cooks alike. We would like to thank LaMarca Prosecco for their support. From the hills of Veneto, Italy, you can never go wrong with Prosecco, whether it's in a spritz or drinking straight. We'd also like to thank you for listening. 
Joan Isabella is our executive producer. Associate producers are Lisa Brancato and David Lyons. Production provided by Studios on the Pond and Rowan Nemisto. Original music by the Mallet Brothers. This is a production of Detroit Public Radio Station, WDET. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and join us as we explore the world of food and how to cook it right here on Essential Cooking.